welcome to Gravedigger Radio Podcast, broadcasting live from the afterlife. Hey everyone, Zach here. Thanks for tuning in to Gravedigger Radio. We've got something kind of special for you for this episode and the next one as well. Recently, we set up a recording studio at Lexington, Kentucky's own Scarefest 13 and gave the convention goers the opportunity to sit down with us, tell us their personal stories of the paranormal, unexplained, or just downright creepy. So sit back, relax, and listen to some of our favorites now. All right, guys, we're sitting down here with Ash. You come up to the booth, you tell us you got a, a good, weird story for us. What you got, man? I do have a weird story, So, and it is Screamfest related. Okay. Or We are. Scarefest. Scare 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 Fest. Fest. Okay. <laughs> I've been to way too many of these. It's just a short amount of time. So it is Scarefest related. So um, I have a film that's actually playing here. Um, we're up for Best Feature and Best Director on Sunday. That's not the weird part about it. And oh, would you care to plug Shameless self promotion. I was going to say, okay. would you care to plug that? We are all but about it centers around the film. Okay. So the film has a lot of elements that are sort of based on true stories revolving the paranormal and ufology, right? What's the story called? Nice. It's called Holes in the Sky. Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so we play Sunday at 2 or 3 or something like that. So um, at one point in time, we were you know, all getting together and deciding like how we were going to crack the code of making a movie with very little income so we could self-fund it. And uh, we were like, well, we're going to create a documentary about a documentary about an event that never happened. <laughs> I, I like the premise. Right. Yeah, a little bit of meta there for us. Shut and, up and, and take and, my and money. That work. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the story revolves around this thing that happened in 2013, which didn't actually happen, which is this guy having an abduction experience. So I had had some strange experiences when I was younger. And I'm like, well, I can go ahead and delve into that a little bit. That'll help. That'll help give us a, that's a, a little bit of credibility. So we start filming, and we decided to go an untraditional route and hire non-actors for the most part. Okay. It's like if we do Q&As, we do this documentary style, we make it very organic. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a script, started feeding people lines, not a good idea. <laughs> Stepped back a little bit and decided, okay, we're just going to go ahead and give you some beats to hit and see how it works. Ended up working really well. So one of the first nights, I bring a friend of mine over who we were in a tabletop role-playing game, nice. right? Because that's where all the pussy's at. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, we're a bunch of D&D nerds here too. So. Right, yeah. Yeah, so um, we have, you know, once a week, this tabletop role-playing group that gets together, and I said, you know, you're, you're a really good DM. Let's go ahead and get you in front of a camera and mm-hmm. see if you can act. So I said, I'm going to give you the beats, walk through them. So I didn't have any of the lights set up or anything, so this was a very, like, non-traditional, non-professional moment. It's like, I just want to get you on a camera, get mm-hmm. some test footage. So we're sitting there, talking to him, trying to get him to run through some lines and just have, having him feel comfortable. And as we're talking to him, uh, one of our, like, uh, I could say, like a colander or something, you know, uh, a cooking thing, which you can tell how much I cook, a cooking thing was on the wall, and it sprang off the wall and just busted on the floor. So he looks over and doesn't miss a beat, keeps going with his lines, and then afterwards he's like, you guys are really selling this shit. Like, that was really good. (laughs) 
How'd you I'm rig like, that up? And I'm like, no, we, we didn't. Like, we didn't happen. <laughs> and subsequently, every time we had somebody come in to run test footage, we had uh, a mirror fall off the wall, two pictures fell off the wall. Huh. And we're in a house that even when we get high traffic, it's not something that our house doesn't crumble with people come in. Yeah. You know, it's not this precarious shanty town that we've built where it's made out of cardboard boxes and spit. Like, when you come in, it holds up. It really does. You can even jump up and down, but the, the thing doesn't come down. Just yeah. duct tape and WD 40. It's right. holding the walls together. Exactly. And we've done the jump test numerous times. We still got a second floor and everything. We're cool. So we've had stuff fall off the walls. And then at one point we thought, okay, let's go ahead and work in a gag too where anything that we can do that's off camera is super cheap. So how about we do something where we have levels of paranormal activity that end up affecting the lights? Mm-hmm. So we're sitting here talking about this gag. Like, okay, so we need to start hitting the dimmers. We need to start do that. The lights start to dim. See, I like the, go- the fact that the it. ghost is totally in on the production. It's like, hey, whatever you need, I got you. We can make Cheap this Cheap labor, nothing else. Uh, yeah, so we ended up, for those of you who do see the film, uh, that test footage we incorporated into the film. So that's legit footage so in the, the film. So that oh, footage wow. that you see, especially when it says like test footage one, two, and three in the uh-huh. film, which happens, that was the actual footage that we were not going to use huh. because the color grading is shit. Yeah. It's horrible. We didn't have lights set up. I didn't have anything going on. I don't even think I had uh, our mics or you know booms or anything going on. Mm-hmm. Very, very simple. But we ended up actually taking it and trying to ADR as much of the sound as we could so that it looked you know consistent with the other footage. Mm-hmm. But that's actually footage that we shot that we did not expect and everyone's looking at it going, well, that's pretty cool. And I'm like, it's not only really cool, <laughs> let me tell you just how inexpensive it was. Yeah. yeah. We just yeah. to catch it. Okay, that's pretty by. amazing. Yeah, we just happened to catch it. So Let's it just was. hope the ghosts don't form a union. Well, get out of my brain, Jason. That's why I like doing this show with you, because I feel like we're always on the same wavelength. Because I was like, did you like vet this guy with the Ghost Actors Union Guild? Like, it was non-SAG, so we were really, really good there. Or, no, or non-GAG, which takes us into a completely different realm oh, if it is the yeah, Ghost that's uh, the booth you know, over there. Guild. The Ghost Actors Guild. Yeah, the Ghost Actors Guild. Yeah, they need to come with a new acronym. Well, we've got they the really plexiglass do. shield between us and our guests for this recording. <laughs> it was a, a very a very interesting time for us. We didn't expect it. And and we shot it where we live. So we shot it in our own house. Uh-huh. And we're on about an acre and a half of land that's uh, over a mile removed from our nearest neighbors. So we mm-hmm. are extremely rural, extremely, extremely remote. Is that somewhat local? Uh, we're all the way in Illinois, right outside of the capital, Springfield, Illinois. So we're okay. about six hours. Okay. About six hours from here. Okay. So, yeah, people who do end up seeing the film, it does have a little, I guess, a little bit of merit. We <laughs> say based on true events, but there are true events that happen within the film. Now when I see it, I'm not going to enjoy it because all I'm going to do is look for those particular scenes. Is that the ghost scene? Is that the ghost I, scene? I don't know. I feel like having this information would make me watch it more intently. Absolutely. To be like, here, I'm going to catch this scene. Well, like, I, I want to catch it. I, I love the paranormal. I've followed a lot of the paranormal for years. Mm-hmm. So in addition to being a filmmaker, like I wanted something that was, you know, we see the, the Blair Witch. We see paranormal activity. Uh-huh. We see sort of these found footage experiences. And we wanted to do something where if just for a second somebody in the audience might think to themselves, holy shit, I think this is real. Mm-hmm. I think this is a real thing. Like, I think then we, we made a film that maybe is, is successful in at least letting you escape for a second where that seed of doubt disappears and you think this might actually be something. And then we come out with the story and we're like, oh, and by the way, <laughs> there was something in there that, that we definitely organic. did not plan on catching. You don't so, You don't even need the suspension of disbelief to watch it because, you, you, believe it or not, it's happening right in front of your eyes. And we have some people that'll look at certain scenes and go, did you know you caught something there? 
And I'm yeah. like, well, of course I did. I made it. <laughs> I, I know it's there. You, I feel like you, you know, as a director, you've probably looked at your movies the same way I do as the producer for this podcast. I have listened to these episodes more uh, than any person on the planet. Yeah, we found stuff. Yeah, but we've caught EVPs in our episodes in the recording studio. Yeah, and, and, I, and, I, and I wonder sometimes if there's some credence to, like, thought forms. You know, mm. is it because we're together and we're sort of pooling this energy together yeah. and that energy is it's already there? Well, I'm you know, a big person takes advantage of it. for like the collective unconsciousness and the, the cloud and all that. Everybody's kind of interconnected. I mean, so really everybody here at Scarefest is wanting to see something terrifying. We're like prime grounds for like a Ghostbusters spot, movie. Yeah, we're like a yeah. hot spot of paranormal weirdness here. Do you have do you have time for an add-on story, a small add-on story? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Why not? So um, I was constantly trying to catch shit outside, like stuff that I could use. Because after we got that stuff, I'm like we're going to do the whole thing real now. We just got to keep the cameras rolling. <laughs> and then, of course, the universe said, I don't think so. It doesn't work yeah. that way. The you wanted it gone. too bad. Right. So every Killed time I had an opportunity after we'd film, we have one light. It's a, a really high-powered LED light. It's on a pole. Um, and we probably have maybe a, a circle of about, I would say, 50 feet. That once you get out of that 50 feet, like all bets are off because there's no street lights now we're so rural that unless there are stars or the moon you get out of that circle and you're like okay let me just back up a little bit and retrace my steps it gets so very dark out there so everybody had left for the night and i'm looking at the tree line opposite our house opposite our property and i start seeing these little da- lights dance on the tree line okay i'm like oh my god i've got to get this even if it's a, some snotty ass fucking kid with a drone i have got <laughs> to get this it's like i'll spin it so I, I go inside, I grab my camera, and I get out there, and I'm edging towards the, you know, across, we have a road in front of the house, and I'm edging towards it, because I know that's where the light ends, mm-hmm. so it's like I'm safe in the light, not so safe outside the light, and I get right to the edge, and I'm getting the camera up, and all of a sudden, I hear within about five feet of me, this <laughs> large, very deep grunting, right? Uh-huh. So I casually look over my shoulder in the area of the grunting. What we also get is we get very big deer. Oh, okay. So there was a doe that was in rut, uh, and I was about okay. five feet from a massive deer <laughs> that was just staring at me like, like you're in you're in the wrong bar. Yeah, yeah. We came in here. We've had eyes on her for 15 minutes. We got dibs. I already bought her a drink. Uh, yeah, and then I looked further to my left, and probably I would say 35, 40 feet into the field adjacent to our house was another enormous buck, huge rack of antlers. Oh, man. So it could have been paranormal. It was very frightening because I'm, like, backing up, like, going in the house. Because in, in, in the season where they mate, they can get extremely aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're assholes. That's a bad place yeah. to they're be. They're huge dicks. Yeah. You, were, you were potentially a few seconds away from getting your face caved in. I could have been gored. Yeah. See, my yeah. thing is, you're talking about these dancing lights. I feel like maybe you stumbled on, like, a deer rave out there. Like they <laughs> maybe, still, maybe you saw some Will-o'-the-Wisps. It, it honestly did look like that. That and first thought came my head. Yeah. And we've had some occurrences on our property where that tree line specifically, there was water there, a lot of animals sort of congregate mm-hmm. past that tree line in a small amount of woods, where we've seen what are definitely lights that we can't explain, and they're persistent. We can watch them for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Nice. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. You got to get a camera on those. Yeah. A trail. You got to contact us. Have right. heard of the Marfa right. lights? Right. Out but in but Texas? then the, the the deer guardians are like. Mm, yeah. Well, maybe they're picking up on it, too, and it, you know. It was adi- interesting In addition to having amorous feelings, maybe that was something that it, And usually the, the, the deer, the, all wildlife sort of dissipates. Like, you get in this area, and they're like, screw those humans. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to go. 
And the fact that I was able to occupy that very small amount of space with the deer without it, you know, running away and without it making more noise than that, than just the, you know, that cautionary sound of this is my territory was pretty crazy. So we've had some pretty Hmm. weird, weird stuff. Did the the doe growl at you or did the buck? I couldn't even see the doe. So I'm guessing it was, we have a field that's opposite the house, which is really large before you get to the tree line. So I'm guessing she was out there somewhere. You were in a really bad place. I right was, there. yeah. But now with these like flashing, dancing lights, I'm thinking of like the like the girls, girls, girls sign, and that's actually what he stumbled into <laughs> yeah. for of the uh, animal kingdom. Of the animal kingdom, <laughs> yeah. Was a it was like it was the, it was the Beetlejuice model. Exactly, it's, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. Beetlejuice model. Yeah, he was just out there. But I, I hope you guys enjoyed the story. No, definitely. Yeah, man, definitely. Blast. And so yeah. what was the name of the movie again? Like, give us a plug here. It's at the uh, end, Holes in the Sky, the Sean Miller story. It's playing here at uh, Scarefest on Sunday. Okay. And, and we're actually for Best Feature and Best Director. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks Thank for you. Coming you. Back. I can see us. Thank you. Awesome. As we're sitting down here with Ashley. Ashley, you've got a spooky story for us, yeah? I do. So uh, my mother met Jeffrey Dahmer. No oh. kidding. Get out of here. In real life. I actually met him. He was a military man, and at the time, my mother was married to a military man. Mm-hmm. They were invited to a Christmas party, and she said that everyone was drinking, having a good time, and off in the corner, there sat this young guy mm-hmm. just by himself, didn't talk to anybody. He was reading a book. Sounds like me at parties. <laughs> she walked up to him and you know asked him how his book was. And she could barely get him to talk to her. She kind of got weirded out by him, said he was a little creepy, didn't Mm -hmm. talk. He just stared and only gave her, like, hmm, or, Mm. you know, he didn't really talk. Did she see what the book was? Uh, I don't remember. How to serve me. I was going to say, easy (laughs) recipes for human flesh. (laughs) It's been a while since she told me the story. Yikes. Uh, But she turned on the news uh, a few years later. And I actually found out, she saw him on the news. She called up her ex-husband and was like, do you know who this is? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's Jeff. He was like, that was the guy at the Christmas party that you told me was weird years and years ago. You know, good old Jeff. Yeah, good old Jeff. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Just happened to eat human flesh. Like, that's fine. It's totally cool, right? (laughs) Severed heads in his freezer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we all have our hobbies. But my mom won't talk about it. She will, really? she refuses to talk about it. She refuses to tell anybody. So, is it okay if we share your story in as much as you told us on Grape Digger oh, Radio? Oh yeah, it's totally fine. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us and telling that story. That's, thank that's you, awesome. Ashley. Thank you. I awesome. just I had to fun. share it. Thank you. Great. Thank you. All right, we're sitting down here with Haley at Scarefest 13. You said you got some weird stories for us. What you got? Oh, several, several. Oh. Um, so they're not my personal stories, but there were stories I was always told growing up just because, again, come, it's all from, good. come from Appalachia, like it's deep perfect. in the hills, all that. Yeah. So my the, the big one that my uncle always loves to tell, Uncle mm-hmm. Eddie, every family reunion. Uncle Eddie, no Uncle shit. Eddie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uncle Eddie, every family reunion, likes to get drunk and tell us about the time he saw Bigfoot. I kind of want to go to your family reunions now. Oh, it's called uh, Wheatley Palooza. We have a name for it. It is... <laughs> That's a whole other topic. It we has do. its own name. Oh, it has, a, oh, has, it has its own name. name. It's it's a little bit infamous, but anyway. I, I, can, I can get down with it. Oh, you'll get down for sure with something. <laughs> you'll catch something. <laughs> Is it something that penicillin could clear up? Probably. Okay, good oh, yeah, probably. He's in medicine. He's fine. Oh, he's all right. He's all right. 
So anyway, every single year, Uncle Eddie likes to get drunk and tell us the story about how we saw Bigfoot in the woods. Nice. So the story goes that he's a farmer. So mm-hmm. he was walking out into the woods to survey the land um, to figure out, you know, where his property lines and everything were. Uh-huh. And he always tells it that he heard twigs cracking. And yeah. he was like, okay, well, sure, it's a deer. It's, it's whatever. Sounds squatchy. Sounds squatchy, right? But that's not what he was thinking at the time. So he thought it was a deer, whatever, turns around, and he he always says 10 to 15 feet away. That's all. He's like, 10 to 15 feet away, there was essentially a humanoid, hairy sort of, he never called it a Sasquatch, uh-huh. but he was like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I believe in any of that, but I saw something. <laughs> so... But here's where it differs a little bit from a traditional Bigfoot story, because he said this one jumped up into a tree. He was like, he jumped like a basketball player, just jumped right up into the tree huh. and climbed away. Kangaroo like, squatch. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Because I've, I've never heard of Bigfoot stories where they jump up into trees and kind of wander away before. Yeah, that's so a, that's so he, he, he saw this from here to the end of the table. Yeah, essentially. He and was... And it just jumped straight up, and it was gone into the tree line. Yep. He said it was black, and he said it was, like, six to eight feet tall. Okay. And he said it, you know, was cracking the twigs and everything. He turned around, saw it, and then he said, I guess it noticed me, and (laughs) jumped up into the tree and climbed, like, basically, like, jumped, climbed whatever across the top of the tree canopy. It's hard hard to write that off as a raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or even a black bear, which we do have, but they don't. Vertical leap, forty-eight inches. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that and that's the weird part is yeah. because never hear about Bigfoot jumping, but apparently this one did. So it's one of them Eastern <laughs> Kentucky raccoons out that's there, what I'm, that's what I'm super saying. sized. It's, it's, it's one of them Appalachian EKU Bigfoots. EKU Woodboogers. EKU <laughs> Woodboogers. There you go. I'm an EKU kid, so I can say. I grew up about a mile so away. So did he ever there. see the uh, the Sasquatch ever again? Not not as of late. Okay. But he will maintain, I'm sure, until the day he dies, that he actually saw this Bigfoot. And he was, he was 10 on to 15 feet away. 10, 15 feet away. Always. They're always 10. 10, they, 15 feet away. Bigfoot only exists 10 to 15, 10 to 15 feet, feet away. away. He's not shaking your hand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's maintaining social away. distancing. Exactly, exactly. So, so you said you've got some other, like, weird family stories. You said some of them were maybe even too weird for us, but I don't think there's anything <laughs> that's too weird for Gravedigger Radio. Yeah, we covered I it mean, all. a lot of it, that's the only, or that's, yeah, that's pretty much the only Bigfoot story I have. But there's been a few like paranormal stories and stuff like that. Well, we are too. not a Bigfoot podcast. We oh. are no, yeah. no, we are well, very I mean, eclectic. What you got? I'm saying my aunt moved into a haunted house. My what was the other one? My grandfather actually owns some land that there's like supposedly this big haunted barn on. Um, he tried to get us to go camping there one time, and I Details, was kind of girl. like, maybe. Details. So my, my when my aunt moved into her haunted house, essentially the previous owner had died in it classic story um she was moving in getting all of her stuff moved around and she said it was almost like a poltergeist situation where she'd like walk out of the kitchen walk back in all the cabinets are opened everything's on the floor like all that kind of stuff and she was like well it never you know hurt me directly but it was more annoying and like my aunt's like a pretty hard woman you know what i mean like (laughs) it it takes a lot to scare her one of the mountain ladies right she's a mountain lady (laughs) exactly it was annoying as hell exactly she was like what in the so i mean she's out there beating up Bigfoot. Yeah, she was more pissed about the mess than anything. Like, she wasn't really concerned about anything else. So she basically just said, yeah, one day, went into my living room, lit a candle. And she was like, I don't know why I lit the candle. It just, that's what they always do in the movies. So she lit a candle. Movies don't lie. Exactly. So she just went into the living room, lit a candle, and basically was like, now listen. I don't care if you want to hang out in the house. I get it. This is probably your house. Like, I understand. But... 
you can't be doing this. We, we got to work out a deal with the exactly. Ghosts. She was like, did it work? Yeah. Yes. That, that, and that was the weird part. She said after that, never had any other experiences. It, well, I am a certified paranormal investigator. You just state your intentions. And yeah. Most of the time, they'll listen. That's exactly what she did. They'll play ball. They'll play she ball. Was like, she was like, I don't care if you're here. That's fine with me. Yeah. Just don't be pulling pulling my stuff out of my cabinets because that's <laughs> yeah. annoying. Don't be messing up the kitchen. Don't be, mess, don't be messing up the kitchen. And so, yeah, I've stayed in her house several times. I never felt anything mm-hmm. malicious. So, yeah, it must have worked. And now, <laughs> now, what was this haunted barn you were talking about? Okay, so this one, I'm, I'm not as well versed in this one. Uh, my grandfather owns a lot of land out in eastern Kentucky. Like and what part is it? What county or what? Jackson city? County. Oh in God. God, Lord have mercy. <laughs> How many people live in Jackson County? Three, Jason? three of them. said people, three people. We've met the entire population of, of Jackson oh, County so have. far. Two of them are your parents. There, there are three people <laughs> from Jackson County, and they are all at Scarefest. I, I'm oh, pretty I'm sure, sure. I'm sure I know all The entire of them. population. What in the what? Yeah, my, <laughs> Jackson County my, my, my family is like just personally about 50% of the population of that county. So What's your last name? Marks. Hmm. We're Markham and Carr, Laneheart. Okay, I, I, listen. I, somebody down the line knows somebody. Oh That's God, we're probably goes. related. <laughs> Sounds like Jackson County may be the most haunted place on the earth at this I rate. I mean, Kentucky is one of the most haunted states in in the U.S. You're not I've the first that. person that I've told us yeah, that I've on this that. same podcast. Yeah, Kentucky is one of the most haunted states. Blow my mind, Haley. I believe it. I believe it. But yeah, the whole haunted barn. I'm not, I'm not as well versed in that one. It's more kind of an urban myth legend. Well. Um, urban, more er, like a I rural. mean, rural, right? You know, <laughs> Jackson rural, County, legend. rural legend, we'll say. But um, it got published in some kind of book. But it's basically oh, really? it's supposed to be some kind of Native American spirit, oh, like because well, yeah. there's a lot of like a, a, a lot of the people over like in Eastern Kentucky. There's a lot of like Native American like even tribesmen like today and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like they have powwows and everything over there. Like yeah. they were super big in the area. Shawnee um, and Cherokee. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it was something involved in that. That one I'm not as well versed in, mm-hmm. but. Because my favorite's always been the Bigfoot story. Well, yeah, the Bigfoot <laughs> story. 15 feet away. 10 to 15 feet away, he jumped know. straight up in that tree. I, I personally <laughs> like uh, your uh, your mountain woman aunt there. there. <laughs> oh, yeah, you she know, just told him to screw g- off. G- yeah. Now listen here. Yeah, pretty much. She was like, listen, I don't care. Just don't be messing up my cabinets. So. <laughs> That's a very reasonable response, and though. It, I mean, exactly. It? I mean, exactly. But... Anyway, yeah, awesome. that's pretty much all I've got for you. Well, thank <laughs> you, Haley. So much. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right, guys, we're sitting down here with Luke Madden. Luke, you got a weird, crazy story for us. What you got, man? Oh, I absolutely do. So basically, I used to work as a uh, 911 dispatcher with oh, uh, with EMS and, and police. Here we and all go. That. I know. Yeah, yeah. So we get stuff all the time. I work the night shift, usually from about midnight to 8 a.m. And uh, all right, this ended up happening to a uh, a coworker of mine. And uh, basically, what it was is. Uh, we, we get calls all the time from all kinds of different people, and one night, it was probably about 8 or 9 uh, in the afternoon, he, uh, he got a call from a kid. Now, a kid call is a horrible call because yeah. immediately when you hear a little voice over the line, you, your brain dials in. You're like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. And this one was an absolute disaster call where this kid gets on the phone, and there, I, there's a, it's, it's leading into something, but it makes it a little dark, but basically she calls in and is telling him, hey, my mother and my mommy and daddy are dead which oh immediately my. it's just crazy dark you know it's oh. so you zone and you've got to help the kid immediately and so basically what it was you know he she sounds five or six something like that he's talking to her he said look okay i need you to tell me a little bit more okay and uh she uh she starts to kind of talking she's little you know she's kind of getting a little bit distracted and um 
basically what happens, he's, he's trying to get information, and the, uh, our little computer system dials in mm-hmm. on this house. You know, we can track houses, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And it brings it into this specific address, and she, he starts saying, okay, well, well, what's your name? She says her name's Sarah. Sarah, oh, okay, okay, Sarah, um, are your, your parents, you're there? And she said, oh, well, they, they died, they were, and she starts going into this and this. He says, uh, well, what were your parents' names? And she says, like, you know, her dad's name, like, is Rocky, and she doesn't know her mom's name. She's that little. Yeah. And so he's trying to help her out. He's trying to talk with her, like, okay, Sarah, tell me a little bit more what happened. And she starts talking about that there was a bad man in the house, the bad man hurt her parents and and she starts kind of getting into this stuff that really doesn't make a lot of sense like that you know she's little and she said that she had to you know take a knife and stab the bad man so it's 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 crazy it's crazy it's crazy yeah and so um basically though he he says okay sarah sarah how how old are you and i'm i've I've listened back to this tape Uh and you can just feel it the tone shifts and she just she said okay sarah how old are you she said five or six like like an adult saying it. Yeah. And so it was it was such a tone shift. It was so freaky. Anyway, so he's trying to work with her a little more. She's going on these details, kind of rambling a little bit like a kid does, you know. She kind of yeah. she gets in the and so he's uh he's trying to um trying to trying to work with her. She's still not telling much besides just the bad man came in and and he said, "Sarah, is there is there any other adults anywhere?" And of course, he's got the police on the way. I mean, they're, yeah. they're booking it. And so she starts, she's kind of rambling about this and this and this. Then, again, that tone shift. She goes, what's your name? And <laughs> so I would have, like, I'd, I don't have one. Nope, no name here. I'm sorry. No. I um, live nowhere. I live no place, nowhere. And so she starts just kind of talking, and it's it's weird. It, uh, she starts, you know, talking. She's she's um, she's rambling again. Then she says, okay, I'm going to call someone. And her voice kind of fades off, and you hear her dialing on this phone. And it's slow, beep, 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 and and then the phone cuts, and so immediately, like it's it's a bad ordeal. It could be horrifying because that week we had some crazy stuff, and so we get the police on their way out there. We contact Kentucky State Police and say, look, you know, or he's he's he contacts me. He said, look, I need info on this Rocky guy, and they find him. Rocky lives at that address. Mm-hmm. He, you know, they're checking. Okay. Well, he tries to call back Sarah this whole time. She's not answering. Can you say, like, what locality in Kentucky? Uh, it was in, like, the southeastern area, kind of the Rock Castle, Jackson, that kind okay. of... It's, okay, okay. Yeah, it's my country. Yeah. Familiar right, with that yeah, area. I'm, I'm from Jackson County. I grew up in that area. Yeah. Hey, baby. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. Um, but basically, though, anyway, so we get... We're booking it. Uh, you know, the police are booking it out to that location. We're trying to call her back. No, Nobody's answering. And they get to the door, police police officer knocks on the door, and Rocky comes to the door. Okay, well, they're like, okay, okay. okay. But, Rocky, uh, that's dead. Yeah, Rocky, that's dead. Dad, dad is dead, alive. Dead Rocky. Yeah, dad, dad is very much alive now. Okay. So he says, hey, we got a call from a, from a, from a girl named Sarah who said she was your daughter. He looks at him. His wife comes to the, comes to the door. He looks at him. He says, I don't have a daughter. So, so now, so now the game changes a little bit. Yeah. Because now we've got okay, a little girl call from this location. This guy's saying that no daughter. Well, immediately, of course, you know things get. It could be much, much worse. Right. So you've got probable cause to enter the residence. Right. Yeah. And so, so he checks it out. No little girl. No nothing. He goes to everybody on the street. No little girl. Nothing. We had specific 
we pinged it. We call it pinging it. Mm-hmm. We ping that specific because a cell phone is one thing. A cell phone can show a general area. Yeah. House phone is exact, yeah, and it's yeah. yeah. called from the house phone. Landline, I guess. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the call's coming from inside the house. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's totally like that. And well, there's, there is no little girl. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's no little girl. None. Nobody down the street knows of a little girl that okay, knows. Okay, this it. is top freaky story of the yeah, night. Yeah, so congrats, man. You <laughs> yeah. you win. You win like, I'm out. I'm out. Nope. 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 Yeah. Well, I, I remember listening to this one night, and it was just because you got these big earphones on, and when oh, she yeah. did that kind of stuff, it's I took it off one time. I when she did the "What's your name?" I'm like, no, absolutely What's not. What's your name? Yeah, but, oh man. Yeah. Oh, okay, this sounds like a movie. Yeah, it, it's almost well. <laughs> So as we've talked about on the show before, I, I actually am a paramedic myself. Oh, really? So oh, yeah, God so bless all the things you. you're talking about, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the weirdest things I've ever yeah, seen well, being an ambulance. Yeah, I'm also a paramedic. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. It's uh, paramedic. Heck, we ought to be part of the show. He's a paramedic and also from Jackson <laughs> County and everything. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. That is. Oh man, so that's so good crazy. though. Yeah, it was. I'll say. Crazy. So, do they ever figure out like who made? Never no. figured it I'm out. I'm just trying to process this right was now. Was there a I daughter know. that was killed or? Honestly, it's it's what was so weird is it was such a odd location because it's one of those like it's not near where anything's really happened because uh, you yeah. know from Jackson County. Yeah, there's we only get, three people live down there. Right, right. Now the <laughs> the thing about that year though is we had had some pretty rough stuff going on. I mean, I remember in one week we ended up having like drownings. We had a murder suicide. We had mm-hmm. another murder, which is so weird for that area. Yeah. Um, but sometimes like I I heard recently that there might have been another instance of something like that happening. I didn't hear the story. But it wasn't a little girl, I don't think. But it was just crazy. That is absolutely insane. I think I need yeah. to move my parents back to Richmond or Lexington or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you heart. so much for sitting yeah, down with us. Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. It's been so much fun. I, I love that. The, was awesome. And that was never resolved. You never figured it out. Never did. There was oh, some God. stuff we just didn't know. Hope you guys enjoyed some of the scary stories from Scarefest 13. If you like this episode, be sure to tune in again and two weeks when we put out the next episode, the continuation of these stories. We had a lot of really good ones, and there were just too many good ones to pick and condense down into one episode, so we decided to make it a two-parter. And if you like what you've heard here, and you want to help us keep doing it, be sure to support our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash gravediggerradio. Or, if you'd rather make a one-time donation, you can buy us a beer at buymeacoffee.com forward slash gravedigger. All right, guys. Well, until next time, tune in for another spooky tale.